and welcome to Pinnacle BIM series. This live webinar series dives into best practices for BIM, new technologies, unconventional topics, and trends in global AAC industry. In this series, we'll have industry experts and leading professionals who would provide insight and share their experiences. This is a great opportunity to connect and learn. So join us live and discover the revolutionary ways BIM and technology can help you work smarter. My name is Prachi Singh, a BIM enthusiast and senior manager of growth and strategy in Pinnacle Infotech. With me today, I have Amanda Caminale, an AC professional and tech lover leader and vice president of growth and strategy in Pinnacle Infotech. So let's get started with the first episode of the Pinnacle BIM series, where we'll discuss the role of innovation, process and technology in corporate success. Whether you are a business owner, engineer or architect, this series will provide you with the resources and knowledge to help you maximize your potential. So let's get started. With globalization and a rapidly changing market, there are more competing business than ever before. Innovative thinking can help you predict the market and keep up with the customer needs. If your business doesn't innovate, you'll watch the innovative companies bring new ideas to the marketplace and you'll have to scramble to keep up. So now is the right time to ask yourself, is your company innovative enough? To move further, I would request you, Amanda, to set the context and introduce Pinnacle and its growth path to our audience. Great question, Prachi, and thank you for inviting me to speak today. You know, the question of is, is your company innovative enough is a great way to introduce Pinnacle. Pinnacle is a, is a company with 30 years of rich history with six global offices and over 2,500 team members where we're all focused with an entrepreneurial spirit to drive our products to success for our customers. Mm. We're founded on the reach for the stars mentality. And our future, okay. our future is all about extend, expanding that for the next 30, 60, 90 years and to enable our team members and our customers to have their success um, and it all comes back from that reach from the stars mentality founded in the fact that we enable each team, each person um, to look at what we're doing today and how we can do it better. I love to steal a tag phrase from Autodesk University a couple years ago when it was more, better, less. And I feel like that really embraces the culture of Pinnacle where we're looking to do more. We mm -hmm. want to offer more services. We want to do more in a, in, a, in a tighter timeline. We want to have to have less clicks when we're in our Revit models. We wanna have less manual entry when we're doing our spool models. Um, and we wanna do it better. We always are looking at how are we um, maximizing our own opportunity? How are we maximizing our customers' opportunity? And so it's really exciting to talk about innovation today in our industry, be it BIM, be it VDC, be it reality capture. Um, but how do we, as a company, apply innovation to the operation and to our services to make not only our companies better, our team members more engaged, but the industry better at the same time. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. I mean, uh, you said it very well, Amanda, that 
to think innovatively is very important. And nowadays we hear the term innovation everywhere and are made to believe in its importance, which is a fact actually. For many of us, innovation means providing ideas out of the blue, leading to significant discoveries and achievements. However, there is more to more into that. So what is your take, in, uh, take about that, Amanda? Yeah, so I really think that innovation can have somewhat of a negative connotation sometimes that you think that it has to be this giant new, we have to invent an iPhone, we have to invent an iPad, we have to invent a flying car. Um, But really what we're looking at is that innovation can be applied to individual daily work processes and can be applied to interdepartmental relationships. But you have to look at what technologies you're using today, what work process you're using today, and apply an innovative mindset and thinking to it. And that's really what we'll get into today is what are those tips and tricks that can allow you to look at your business processes and to look at your workflows. And one, at the end of today, we want to give some tips and tricks on how you can engage your workforce, um, but how that applying a thought process can really help and we'll show some case studies and talk about some examples of some projects that we're working on today um, to really drive you forward to say that your companies are innovative but just by talking about it can further it even faster correct by taking advantage of new technologies for process innovation you'll be we'll be able to optimize our business and gain competitive advantage over our competitors there are many drives pushing out the construction industry towards innovation software solutions for site optimization project organization scheduling and innovative materials and tools these booming construction technologies can be applied to the different aspect of construction process and can extend across the full project of life cycle and that's what pinnacle is into and that's what we'll be explaining further in the slides. The lack of real-time information sharing can cause considerable delays and make the analysis of project more difficult. Digitizing workflows can boost productivity, enable more seamless collaboration and communication, and offer significant time savings. This pointer take us to our next slide, which discuss, discusses the driving factor behind innovation. So when a business innovates, it can either improve its existing product process and methodologies, Amanda, or it can create new ones from the scratch, right? Thus far, the majority of innovation in construction industry has been around tools for digital collaboration and back office use, especially in construction industry. However, with time, the industry is evolving, especially after COVID-19. We see a major inclination towards innovation in many of the new areas, such as site automation, prefabrication, ARVR. So Amanda, what's driving the industry's need of innovation apart from, from these pointers? What do you think about it? Yeah, so I think it's really important is that we have just come off of probably the most disruptive three years um, in my lifetime and in, in, in our lifetime. So what has happened in the last three years is there's been a, um, a need, a direct need companies had to look outside of the box um, in order to get the daily work done. Now, that being said, is we have this huge industry pressure that was COVID, where it was a global issue, 
and it affected supply chains and led to unprecedented lead times. Um, while at the same time, you have the factors that we've been hearing about for a decade, mm. secession planning. We have in North America a lot of team members that will be retiring, um, and the need for secession planning is huge. So how are companies going to be able to um, transition from one team member to the next team member? And how are we going to create those secession planning mm-hmm those secession plans to enable new team members to see their career growth. Without career growth, we won't be able to retain top talent in our industry. And we've talked about manpower and skill shortages for years. Um, And we look at applying BIM to um, projects to directly deal with those manpower and skill, skill shortages. Then we have competitive pressures. Not only did COVID put strains on internal companies, but Mm -hmm. companies have become more innovative. Companies have become more mobile. What does technology allow people to do? It opens up doors to new products, services, and geographies. So with this competitive pressure and having a new customer, a new company uh, come in to your territory, Mm -hmm that you weren't even thinking about. They weren't on the radar before. Um, And I think lastly, we always have to talk about is what are the project deliverables? That's Mm -hmm. something that we see all the time at Pinnacle. We do over 2,000 active projects at a time. And we constantly are looking at trends between our projects. And it is just a fact that timelines are getting tighter. But what is really the fact is that our teams are asking for more because they know that technology is enabling those answers to be quicker and faster. Our team members in the office and in the field know that if they ask a question today, that we can pull the data out of the model and that we can use that data for purchasing, we can use that for project management. So it's really exciting to see the industry drive to starting to use the tools and the data that is behind it. So all of this need and want, and it's like, oh, if I ask that question, I probably can get an answer, is driving um, a culture of saying, I want to innovate more. And I think that's what we as an industry are looking for right now, Prachi, is how do we keep the momentum going? And that's where we'll where we'll see. And uh, I mean, this uh... I, I, this brings me a, a saying of Howard Schultz. He once said, innovation must be disruptive. you got to fracture, break rules, and disrupt, which is very true in today's mindset and in today's scenario in Pinnacle as a company and in construction industry as a whole. So, I mean, Amanda, what do, why, why do you think, why all of a sudden innovation is so vital? What is happening? And why is it the only solution we have? Yeah, so I think we've, in the AEC space, we've, we're always innovators. Mm-hmm. Every job we go to is has somewhat of a new process to it. We right. have to mobilize again. Mm-hmm. What we're really good at in our industry is making complex teams um, and looking at complex environments. But at the same time, there's so much that's the same. So we can apply this, this thought process to it. 
And we have this entrepreneurial spirit that just lives in the AEC space. So I think why is innovation such an important conversation to have in an organization? It is because we talked about just what are those factors that we're dealing with? Well, mm-hmm. Now, how can we look at solutions for it? And, and talent retention and attraction is huge. Um, you know, I like to say that I'm still young in the industry, but now I've worked in the industry for 25 years and I have a lot of gray hair. So um, how do we attract talent that wants to come in? And how do we attract talent that might have already had their first career in finance or in um, the tech field and bring them over and teach them the construction trade, and we can work on it together. Um, You don't have to have it 30 years of experience just to work in our field. I think there's also, as we keep going, you know, it's the ability to transfer knowledge. Mm -hmm. Technology enables the transfer of knowledge, and technology enables access to knowledge. Um, I have worked with so many talented people in the industry, and They're walking dictionaries. I'm never going to be as good as they are. But what technology allows us to do is document what what they know, and then we can share it with not just one person, but we can share it with everyone. So I think innovation is the way because it's a mindset. It's how are we applying process Mm -hmm. to look at an idea and we've identified we have bullet points so let's just say okay how do we rapidly because in our market in our in our industry we want to do everything fast um time is money time's money we want to get the job done um while we're improving and i think empowering our teams to think about it in new ways um, and say just the way we're doing it isn't the way it's going to be done Mm -hmm. enables success. Um, So that's where I think that uh, innovation is not just the solution, but it is a very key pillar to individual and company success Mm -hmm. in the future. Right. I mean, and a good example here could also be a, be 5D BIM. You know, a couple of years ago, 5D BIM was considered a future transformative innovation that would greatly benefit the construction industry. However, it isn't the future anymore. It is now. And we have been developing and using 5D for a number of years. It is being applied across both cost and project management, and the capabilities are considerable. Where there is still a repulsion of 5D BIM in the industry, organizations opting it have have an edge over the competitors with increased productivity with regards to quantity extraction, estimation, and change management. And many of the companies who would believe to do it in the older ways, they are now adopting it and especially transferring this whole idea of adopting and innovating to the new people they are onboarding. And I've seen many companies, they now have training programs wherein they would bring the uh, freshly pass out graduates and they would have them see construction industry as a possibility of a boom in technology and to have a possibility of a great career. They would put them into training. And it's really, really nice to see that people are now changing their whole mindset, the older generation especially, and they are adopting these new technologies. Because in today's competitive landscape, 
it heavily relies on innovation. Business leaders must constantly look for new ways to innovate because you cannot solve many problems with the old, old ways, right? So what are the driving factors behind Pinnacle embracing innovation? What made us do it, Amanda? Yeah, so I think that, that that's really important. It's like, we're a great case study. So we are a company that was built by on the entrepreneurial spirit that saw a need for more engineers in the market, um, saw that it was possible to collaborate f- from afar, um, that you didn't have to be in the same brick and mortar facility in order to be part of a high functioning team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we at Pinnacle are continuing to foster that reach for the stars mentality because we're based on a culture of continuous improvement. We are based on operational excellence where we don't just do a process to do a process. We're doing it to improve and our team is doubling in size. So because Mm -hmm. our team is growing, because our customers are asking for more, um, our customers, you mentioned 5D. We do marketing um, animations and install animations and um, project management uh, assist tools on a day-to-day basis where we're looking and we're actually, you know, applying the schedule and pinpointing areas of opportunity in that project and then collaborating with everybody else. So it's that industry trend to say, hey, we want to differentiate ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we want to apply the technology. But we also see that BIM is not a new technology anymore. BIM is something we still talk about in certain geographies is is new and innovative. But we're now moving on to, as you said, you know, 360 reality capture. What is probably mm-hmm. going to be the biggest advantage in the in the job sites? It's being able to see what's going on and that visual cue back to the team members, um, you know, scattered in different offices doing estimating procurement, uh, VDC fabrication. So, um, you know, why does Pinnacle embrace it? We embrace it because we have success. We understand, and we'll talk about the risk reward of, in, of an innovative mindset and looking at it and how change, it's not just change to change. Um, right. We don't believe in change to change. And right now we have a really great opportunity to um, bring on the next generation into the workforce that they require innovation. Correct. If we did it the same way our parents did it, um, they wouldn't want to come join our team. Correct. I mean, change or innovation has to come from within. Some within, And as you said, sometimes if we listen to our customers' need and pay attention, they can also be driving factors for us to need innovation as an organization. Especially in VDC, as time is money, we want things get done faster. And maybe that's why a lot of customer need, as you said, are changing now. And they want deliverable faster. And to do so, Pinnacle has to come up with innovative ways. So what do you think, what are the most important things for Pinnacle while implementing innovation? Yeah, so I think for 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 Pinnacle ourselves, it's that we have our three pillars. It's our talent, our process, and our technology. Right. And 
it's those three pillars working together. And mm-hmm. I think in any organization, it's, you know, simplifying the message to be able to communicate and talk about it. So that allows um, it, it allows for success. If you can easily say, why are you doing it? And what are your foundations? And, and the team can talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our talent is our people. Our process are our standards. Um, our processes are our customers' processes. And then our technology is we really work all together to put those three factors together. And sometimes one is larger, you know, a little bit more than the other. And um, sometimes they work in, you know, it's a third, a third, a third, and we're just really applying it. But those processes have allowed us to um, really embrace um, this culture of continuous improvement. And if we go back to the Toyota way of really lean manufacturing, we're looking at applying, that was an, a hugely disruptive um, practice. And I think what's important with innovation is it's not, we're not throwing away the past. We're really learning and we're utilizing the best of our practices and we're building upon it. And I think that's what we really um, see in our industry with different examples of we're just building upon all of the great work that different teams have done. I mean, correctly. I mean, these are the external forces and a need of persistent challenges, need of persistent change. You know, the challenges that the industry and the time and this era is throwing is forcing everybody to change nowadays. And to top of it, I believe the pandemic did the rest. And now innovation is no longer for outliners. Every player in the industry needs to identify their own forward-looking strategies to remain relevant and deliver more values to partners and investors. Being an industry expert, Amanda, what do you think? How do we make it from an abstract approach, from a daily action, how to build up the correct mindset for innovation within the organization? I mean, we all know that we need to do it, but how do we develop the correct mindset? Yeah, so I think it's it's one of those things is that we want to have, we want to visualize our passion. Um, we want to encourage complex problem solving. And, and we want to see, I think sometimes in our industry, we see the word process and we're like, no, we can't apply we can't apply a process to it. And that's where we want to really say that if you're gonna if you're gonna be innovative, that there is a process behind innovation. And seeing that process behind innovation really means let's make it visual to the team. Um, let's go from a perspective of we're going to encourage team members to tackle a problem not just solve the uh, issue at hand, but go to that root cause. Um, so I really think as we move forward, it's let's foster those those traits. Yeah, I mean, correct. And as you just said, like the history of construction, uh, construction shows us that for a long time, workforce was a key component for any process. However, in reality, it is changing. 
And as you said, now the industry has to deal with the problem of aging society, aging of the society. According to researchers, the average age of construction constructor in US was estimated at 42 years. Meantime, in the UK, almost 40% of the workforce was more than 39 years. If the industry decided to stick to classic solutions based on the productive power of employees, it would soon turn out that there are not enough people to work. Instead of that, many companies now choose to innovate their process and use more software tools, machines, drones, robots that support the current current ones to outperform themselves. However, innovation holds more values than solving just manpower and time issues. What are the other factors according to you, Amanda? Yes, yeah, so so we talk about I think we talk about manpower and time issues because at the end of the day in construction everything is tied to um is tied to getting work done on the job yes. site. Um so at the end of the day it's always about making sure we have the right people in the right place to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um and we have to look at now too is um if we just look about hiring people or just logistics of manpower, um, it doesn't solve the the whole the whole issue is that we have to look at different material choices. Um, material choices enable us to um, install higher quality projects, um, longer lasting projects, more adaptable systems. And when we look at it from the restraints that we have, you know, we've talked about skill gap. We've talked about, um, you know, schedule restraints. We've talked about the need for um, more safe working environments. Um, so when you look at all of those, uh, you see the need that um, enable to really be innovative. You have to have a high employee satisfaction rate. Your team members (laughs) want to come to work like they have to like what they do. You have to have that visual passion. Um, You have to enable them with the systems and the processes. So one thing that, you know, we're doing here at, at Pinnacle is we're really good at complex teams. Um. We're really good. We have a huge R&D team. We know that looking at the future requires an expense today. Um, So we'll invest um, in people and we'll invest in technology to just see what is coming. And one of the projects that we saw is that um, we ourselves didn't have a client portal where we could engage Mm. our customers in our customers, we like to set, use the expression, a glass kitchen. We want you to see what we're doing because only if we bring in everybody and have that visual, can you really drive improvement together. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, innovation has to embrace transparency. Um, and transparency comes with fear i think sometimes with concern like am i going to show somebody fear too of much? Not known. <laughs> yeah and it's like oh i don't want them to see it it i always like it when um you invite someone to your house and all of a sudden you clean for nine hours before they come over <laughs> it's like right. <laughs> it's like why don't we want to show people 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really important that uh, you have that culture of transparency and that we're embracing it. But really, I think, you know, schedule is important. Um, skill gap is important. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to solve those issues with employee satisfaction, with enabling with enabling our team members to have the right tools at their disposal into being open to know what they need to know and don't need to know? Prachi, I think, is huge in our industry. We have notoriously not brought people into the industry because they didn't come from the industry. Mm-hmm. So how do you grow an industry? Uh, yeah, very rightly put, Amanda. I mean, it you know, it innovation doesn't have doesn't have to be only for you know pleasing your customer. It can also solve the purpose of employee satisfaction and having a culture built up within your company wherein everybody is agreeing to the goals of company and everybody is satisfied. They know what they need to do. They know the processes and everything is transparent. As you said, it is very, very important because it boosts the employees um, motivation and ultimately the client would be served better and everything would be in a more, you know, particular manner as we want it to be. Because mostly people think that innovation has to be a big deal, like inventing a computer, you just said at the beginning. Whereas that is not the case. Every time your favorite brand rolls out a product, that's innovation in action, right? And every time one of our vendors introduce a new billing system that streamlines the payment for us, that's also innovation. So how do you like to define innovation, Amanda? Because I mean, I really want you to break this notion of what exactly is innovation. Yeah, so... so I see innovation as it doesn't have to be massive. Like it mm-hmm. can be those small wins. So um, people don't want to start um, something big. It gets, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, it's the old adage of like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think that's how do you apply an innovative mindset? And it's, it's, one step at a time. And innovation is a product or service or strategy that has to be novel and useful. And I think Mm -hmm. we always forget the word useful in there is, you know, I had the original Palm Pilot. I saved up all of my money. I can't remember how much it was, but I think it was like $300. So I bought a Palm Pilot that you could do nothing with. Um, (laughs) It was innovative, Mm -hmm. but nobody was going to use it. So I think applying a a definition that fits our industry is Mm -hmm. very important and knowing that it doesn't have to be huge. We have amazing examples of innovative tools in the market, um, products in the market and software and different technologies in the market. So, you know, um, I hate I won't name the brand name, but we have a, a saw now that you can drive the data and it goes right to the saw and it will label it. You have different softwares on top of that. Well, then well, your field can be notified of that. Mm-hmm. So those are all things that we were doing before with a tape measure, maybe a notepad, maybe a, you know, a three carbon copy um, note and sharing it. But the innovative thought is, oh, this works. But how can I do it a little bit better? Better. Um, And and I think it's applying that and saying it's got to be useful. But Mm -hmm. don't don't fight the 
you know, the, the idea. Um, if you don't know exactly a hundred percent how it can be used across all, all parts, if it has a little ROI, a little return on the investment, maybe that's big enough. And then it can mm-hmm. be applied more throughout the organization. Correct. I mean, since, I mean, it is the sphere that you have just addressed because when we talk about innovation, it is very important to talk about the risk associated with it, especially in construction projects. It, they are known for sprawling budgets and schedules overruns, schedule overruns, right? Underlying the, these issues are disjointed process and lack of data transparency, a project delivery models that don't adequately address the need of modern projects. To tackle these challenges, the industry must go let go of the industry must let go of doing the things old way and which they have always been done but the hurdle the, that are there in innovation is the you know the fear in people's mind that what if i may fail what happens you know if people do not accept the way i am doing things my client doesn't want me to you know do things in a certain way if i if it is new and many of the ac firms are hesitant to pursue new business model and because of the major investment associated with this with it you know and innovation i mean as everybody says it's not a guaranteed success there are several factors that may prevent innovation from being successful and you have to keep them in mind before taking the leap so what are your thoughts about it amanda what risk factors innovation and in adoption of innovation is involved and what yeah, I mean, was, I think what and uh, I would also like you to cover that. You know what, what, what was Pinnacle's take on the on their approach and the risk factors? How we tackled it? Yeah, I think that's that's really important. Is like, you know, with uh, any amount of applying a new process or, or looking into a new business or to adapting a new technology, there comes risk, um, and you want to. Um, look at an ROI. And I think that that's what we have to look at is that there's there's expense, there's scheduling, and there's instability. Because with change comes conflict, and not all conflict mm-hmm. is bad. Um, so what we do at Pinnacle is that we really look at the three factors of, you know, what is the expense? What are the, how do we schedule that it's in a, that it's um, successfully implemented mm-hmm. so that we look at it as a project. You know, it is truly a project. We're looking at that risk reward. Um, what is the expense? And I think that that's something that, you know, organizations should do. You know, they should do um, a cost avoidance, a risk analysis, um, mm-hmm. simply just a one piece of paper. What's the idea? What's the value? Who's it going to help? Um how long is it going to take? Who is going to fight the change? And then how do you have that change agent? So um, at Pinnacle, we have a little bit more advanced process uh, to it where we can um, understand, you know, what just your initial idea. We map it against other ideas that we have. And then we look at those factors and we say, OK, how long is it going to take? Who's going to benefit from it? Um, and what's the rollout period? And that's where really we've had, and I, I mentioned earlier, our client desk. But right now, so we're rolling out two projects. One is client desk where um, it's our glass kitchen, where it's our our portal to our customers. And that's going to enable our customers to um, 
request a project without an email um, to see the status of their projects, to um, do file transfers within our systems instead of going out to an external Dropbox. Um, it's going to enable them to still use BIM 360 and other platforms that they're using. But we looked at that idea and said, oh, here's all of the expense we're doing our customer's expense and then Pinnacle's expense. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not always just Pinnacle expense. It's our customers have to spend money. Mm -hmm. um, and we're looking at that on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis. So I think that's really important is how do we look at the look at the expense of the scheduling and the instability that it is and you know so we're about to launch our own internal software externally which is our pi software that we've been using for 10 years in various departments um but you know we had to look at it is we developed it internally now we have to develop it externally what are the what's the thought process and you know not just having a, a me too like I have this and they have this. Kind so we, we really look at that that as, a, as an approach and it's the top down. So it's the executive level mm -hmm. and it's every team member that is enabled to bring up an idea to say, hey, this will help us. And I, be, I believe that's the perfect way to do it because, I mean, the next question that follows after the risk uh, of innovation is what tools can we implement to adopt innovation? One of the best approaches to to innovation is adopting a design thinking mentality that you said. So Amanda, can you please share what model Pinnacle used while implementing innovation as a constant practice within the organization? Yeah, so, I mean, we definitely use design thinking. We want to empathize, we want to define, we want to ideate, ideate we want to prototype and we want to test. Um, and we realize that, you know, applying a process allows you to really capture um, each key component and decide when you should continue or when you shouldn't continue with the process. Um, so that's what's really nice about how we use design thinking to say, are we ready to move forward? Um, and if we're not ready to move forward, and you know, a lot of times we kill stuff in the defined stage because we're not able to define it. So we understand that it's a really good idea Idea, but we can't write it down on a piece of paper and really mm. communicate it to the bigger teams. So I think knowing that there is risk of instability and there is risk of schedule that you have to schedule it and you have to do this work while you're doing your other work. Um, so applying a process to it allows you to mitigate those risks that you have. <laughs> I mean, that's right, Amanda. But can you tell a little bit more about what was Pinnacle's approach in applying this model while they developed Pi and Kleindisk? And how did we measure the success and ROI? Okay, so for client desk in, in particular, we went out and we talked to our internal teams. Mm -hmm. We talked to our customers and we asked them open-ended questions. We really wanted to understand what was going well, what were areas of opportunity. And then we sat down and we had this method where we really defined out a scope. And we looked at it and said, okay, here are the problem statements. 
And we don't want to come with a solution. So we didn't come with saying, hey, we're going to build a piece of, we're going to build a client portal. We just knew that we started out with this inefficiency. Then we went and we we ideated a few times and we said, okay, like, what could it look like? And we kept going back and we needed to empathize because we were, you can build something that really works for one department, not the other department um, or one team and not the other team or one, your customer and not you internally. So we really looked at that and we said, okay, how is this going to help? And how can we not grow too big? Because if the, if the client desk grew too big, we would have never launched it. Um, and then we prototyped it and we said, okay, who can we, um, when is it good enough to share um, with partners and get feedback and really be open to that really open feedback loop, get Mm -hmm. suggestions. Um, And one of the great examples of it was when we first started, we weren't looking at document sharing. Um, We love all the... (laughs) all the document sharing websites out, uh, uh, solutions out there that we use on a day-to-day basis. But we realized that, oh my gosh, one of the biggest hurdles and pain points that we had was that our customers had was just sharing the documents, knowing what was mm-hmm. shared in rev control. And we're saying, oh, well, we could do that. So then we went and we re-prototyped and we tested again and we kept going through that. Now, that's the same cycle we go through with Pi, but it's a different team. So it just Mm -hmm. shows an example of where we can apply technology and our process, um, but have two independent processes that are are, uh, new now products that are going out at the same time. But we had to have a project manager on it the same way you would project manage a new hospital or or a school, mm-hmm. you have to have a project manager on it. And we created different, um, you know, a, a much more robust R&D and product development process because of it. And I think that that's something that um, that the industry can look and learn from, because I, I went from construction to manufacturing. And yeah. when I was at a manufacturer, learned that you can look at you know, applying those great techniques that they use on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis to the construction industry. And I believe, I mean, uh, what stands pinnacle out from this from our competition is our com- commitment towards research and development, and to be persistent while we do so. Right. So, Amanda, how can you know we apply, and how can our audience can apply our approach? What can they do? Yeah, I think that that's that's really good is that, you know, what we're what we're looking to do at Pinnacle is share best practices. We're really looking to, um, you know, help the industry move forward. And the, the Pinnacle approach is easy. You plan, you track and you celebrate. So um, we really encourage um, the identifying of a C-suite champion. So that if there is an idea, and not every idea needs a a C-suite champion, but it needs a champion um, at the management level. Um, And then we want you to identify those frontline champions. So 
who are the team members that are really going to be driving it on the front line? Um, and then measure. So it's what are those quantitative and qualitative measurements that are going to be applied? And we'd be happy to to uh, talk more and to share our best practices and some of the tools that we use on a day to day basis. But it's really the it's the plan, track and celebrate. Um, if you don't celebrate, you won't keep the, the cycle going. Having that C-suite champion, um, you can't just say you believe in innovation um, if the person at the top um, isn't enabling. So we talked at Pinnacle, you know, we have an R&D team. You know, we have dedicated team members that it's his and her job to um, be innovative. But mm-hmm. that's a small portion of our overall team. We have a culture of innovation and we enable our team members that are our um, men and women that are in Revit or CAD or Tecla or whatever software on a day-to-day basis doing complex models and projects. But we're enabling them to say, hey, you have time to think about how you can do this more, better, less. And I think that's really important, too, is like applying the pinnacle approach is not just creating an R&D team. That's not going to give you success. Mm-hmm. But really talking to your team members and instilling that reach for the stars, shoot for the mentality. moon mentality. Right. Um, uh, I believe, Amanda, you have explained it very well that, you know, reaching for the reach for the star mentality is really, really important. And to celebrate our small wins and to have a dedicated team and then set the process, monitor and every milestone you celebrate and make it a win for your team, that builds the right mindset that you uh, talked about in the previous slides to motivate your team members to, you know, be innovative enough and think to them just to have that mindset, I would say. So how would you determine the ROI and how do we, you know, track the progress, Amanda? Yeah, so I think return on your investment is really important, is that you look at what are the, you know, expenses that you can identify. Um, you know, is it hardware? Is it is it software? Is it is it manpower? Um, and then, you know, how many occurrences of those situations happened, extrapolating that over the time. And then mm-hmm. putting putting an ROI to it. So I think what we need to do more in, in in our industry is pull in our team members from the finance groups, um, pull in our project manager team members um, into these, and we apply different. Uh, you know, they'll come up and help you. You know, so doing some forecasting and saying, hey, here's all the time I do this. So with Pi. Um, we look at all the time someone does this key, this uh, combination of key clicks. Um, and we said, okay, if you didn't have to do that combination of key clicks, here's the ROI just, just for that. For client desk, um, you know, we looked at ROI is, you know, a return on our investment is just a, is a happier customer. Um, and right. if our customer, yeah, and if our customers knew um, it was quicker and easier for them, 
some of client desk is actually harder on us. Um, but the return on our investment is that our customers are happier and better served. So, um, you know, we have a really nice uh, approach, um, different, different just Google Sheets that we use that tracks what's the project, what's the definition, who's who's going to be there. Um, and then we share those with the team members. And this is something that I see throughout the industry that that's being used. But I really would say is that we all can do, uh, do more by putting some money towards an R&D team to make it somebody's responsibility, even if it's only one person or a half of a person. Um, but then how do you make it a culture? How do you make it part of everybody's day-to-day life is really the pinnacle approach. Right. Um, thank you, Amanda. Amanda. It was really interesting. And thank you for sharing your insights. In the vast sea of innovation, companies that take the largest risk, like Pinnacle, close the biggest gaps and identify the newest opportunity set for themselves, which would set themselves apart from the competition. And I believe that applying new technologies, processes and innovation can have a significant impact on the construction industry as well, especially in the area such as efficiency, reduction, reducing the project life cycle and reducing the time that we spend on correcting the defects. So get on board, people, and innovate. Get on board on this innovative boat before it is too late. I mean, don't let your Titanic sink. With that thought, we would like to thank you for joining this session today. We hope the knowledge gained throughout this session was helpful. And you have the actionable strategies now with you to help you reach your company's objective. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Pinnacle BIM series, where two visionary, visionaries, Naman and Derek, will share their insight on the impact of automation in the VDC industry. You will get to know the current state of industry and the potential of automation in the VDC in the near future. Once again, thank you and have a nice day.